Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Hunter McFall, and here's a bit about Hunter. He's an emergency medical technician, also known as an EMT, full-time paramedic student, podcast host, and positivity spreader. Hunter has made it part of his life's journey to help spread positivity, hope, and determination through his podcast. His podcast is called Life and the Stories Within. He interviews guests from all over the globe that have empowering stories that correlate with those three key values. And today we're going to learn about finding your why, because if you don't know what your why is, you're easily going to get distracted or sidetracked and just going through the mundane emotions of life. And would you be able to say that you're truly living or are you just existing? So without further ado, please welcome Hunter McFall to GEMS Podcast. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I am doing well. So Hunter, before we dive into um, finding your why, I want you to share a fun and interesting fact about yourself as a way of an icebreaker. Oh, a fun, interesting fact about myself. Um, it'd probably be, I like to, well, I would say I can auctioneer. So I grew up in a, f- a family of auctioneers. My grandpa was a full-time auctioneer for, I think he just went on 50 years now. And then my uncle was also an auctioneer. And then that's something that I grew up in the business doing. So that's just a fun little fact about myself is that I grew up in the small business and it's not your traditional small business either. And I seem to have picked up some of the lingo. So that is super cool. Can you do an auctioneer <laughs> countdown or one of I the mean, bids? <laughs> I mean, I can, I, I mean, I haven't done it on a podcast before, so this is a first for me. I, I I'll do it, but I just had to point that out. That's very cool. So all right, here we go. Here we go. The five, here we go. The five, five, five. Here we go. The ten, here we go. The fifteen, not twenty. The five, five, twenty. Here we go. The five, twenty. Here we go. The five now. Thirty now. Thirty. Here we go. The five, five, forty now. Where now? I'm sold. I mean, that's just oh, a wow. short little bit. But... <laughs> oh man, that is awesome. I thought I did a a good one, like, but no, nowhere as near as yours. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's just one of those things. Like, it after you hear it, I mean, we I. I like it was a family business so like my mom always was part of the business and everything like that so then like some of my earliest memories are working at the auctions and listening to my grandpa and my uncle and whoever else was helping out at the the auction sale and everything so I mean you kind of just pick it up after a while and kind of just sticks with you so but that was the first I like that that was a good idea (laughs) yep that was super cool Hunter and thank you for breaking the ice there that is definitely a fun and interesting fact because you're the first one who's been on the podcast who grew up in a family of auctioneers and actually did that on the podcast I always like to have a wild card factor (laughs) yes So just another fun question before we dive in. So whenever um, your uncle or grandpa are calling out auctions, have people ever got upset and say, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I didn't want to bid on that because um, they thought they heard something else. Yeah. I mean, it happens a lot of times you just kind of roll with it and um, it doesn't happen too often because a lot of times we're like, we're repeating the numbers and I mean, you have people, what we call like ringmen that are down below or next to that are helping kind of, they, I call them like the crowd handlers. They work with the crowd. They 
will help call, they help take bids for the auctioneer and everybody like that. They help hold up items, but then they also make sure they'll say, I don't like when I, when I, whenever I used to do it, if the auctioneer was up there rattling numbers, I would, I would just say the number, I'd be like 45 and I, yep. So then everybody could hear. Yep. If they didn't understand that, then say, Oh, it's 45. Yep. I want to be in. And then we'd make sure between the auctioneer and the ringman, um, whoever that person or people were that they were, people knew that they were in or they were out, whether they were bidding or not. So whether they were in the bid or they were out of the bid, we like, that was kind of a tag team effort to make sure that there was, there was that clear, concise communication, but you wouldn't know, like you kind of have to be in the industry a little bit now, or like be, have been to enough auctions that you can kind of tell you're like, Oh yeah, there's that. It's like a subtle, but really clear communication between the auctioneer and the ringman and everything like that. But it just doesn't seem like that. Cause it seems, I mean, you just kind of do it. So super cool. Thank you. Uh, that's just something I always wonder. Cause yeah. like, what about if I ever went to an auction, like, especially like the home, um, whenever they're doing the auctions for the model home, sometimes oh, yeah. they'll auction off the furnitures and the different, um, stuff that was used to stage the house. And there's some really nice stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and we have some people that try and raise their own bid. Like they already have the high bid. So they're like, okay, they're, they're at 50 bucks. And then they're like, oh, I want to bid again. And it's like, oh, no, no, I don't think you want to pay more. Like you're, you've got the bid right now. So super yeah. cool. Now let's segue into finding your why. Why is this so important to you, Hunter, and also to your audience whenever you're spreading that positivity, the empowering and et cetera? So as you kind of touched base a little bit before on, we have to find like, we don't want to go, I think of it as like a core fundamental of finding your why, because we don't want to go through our lives in like a mundane setting where it's just, you're going through the motions. And I mean, finding your why helps drive passion. And, and it's something that you can use as a reference point. So like, for example, um, I like, I found my why for the podcast life and the stories within it, because when I, it was March of 2020 is when COVID kind of started here in the States and in my home state of Minnesota. And then that following November, so November of 2020, I got COVID myself. And I was quarantined and I was still a student at that time. Um, I still am now, but it was one of those things where I was spending a lot of time on social media. I mean, yeah, you can, there's only so much Netflix or Hulu, whatever your series you can binge watch. There's only so much homework you can do, whatever else. So I was spending a lot of time on social media and I saw so much negativity. And then that's kind of where my why developed for the podcast, because then I found out like that I use it as a reference point, like even like I don't know, as like a content creator, I feel like every content creator runs into this is that they kind of get like, I want to call it like the downs, like they all of a sudden they get down on themselves, they think about like, what am I like, is this really what I want to be doing? Like, how am I or how can I help inflict change? How can I help spread my message, whether it's a topic of spreading positivity and and capturing firsthand stories to people that have like medical podcasts or like a specific niche podcast on that, like we all run into the issue of how can we better spread our message? And I think that is driven by our passion. And that, again, relates to our why. And that's kind of that reference point. So hopefully that answers your question. So yeah, it definitely helps answer the question. Because in order to get to your why, you have to kind of understand yourself and what you what you ultimately want to achieve in life. And I feel like sometimes people don't understand their why until later in life. And they're like, oh my gosh, like all this time has passed by, but what actions have you taken to 
go down the path that you were destined to be on. And I feel like sometimes social media can set people up for failure because so many people are trying to look at the comparison factor between someone who's doing something amazing when in actuality, social media is just painting a picture kind of like television. Um, I uh, We used to go to this um, one church, my family and I, and he would always say television tells you a vision of what they want you to learn, what they want you to see and et cetera. But until you actually take time to research the subject matter for your Excel, for yourself, it's just telling you just what they want you to um, follow suit or what they want um, to be ingrained in you. And I feel like sometimes we as individuals need to really tap into our individuality and really ask ourselves the hard question, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it making me happy? Is it adding value or et cetera? And that's why I like the name of your podcast um, because you're going within. Like sometimes people don't go within to do that internal work. And if you never take time to do that internal work, do you really think that you're gonna materialize externally what you want. Yeah. And I definitely, I'm glad you brought up time because that's the thing is that some people like time is one thing that I always like to say is time is the most valuable currency. It's something that we can't go. We can't like go to the bank and exchange our money, like the money that we earn from working, whatever. We can't go and we can't go buy more an extra hour of life or anything like that. So it, but when we look at our why it, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes years and years to find out and that's the thing is hindsight is always 2020. And I actually just had a conversation with a coworker yesterday. Like we're looking back and I'm talking about like, oh, like my college years back um, at a, where I went to a different university here for like the first three or four years. And that's where I met all of my best friends. And we were all there in the same town. And I'm like, I would go back to that. I would go back to where I could hang out with all of my friends because like, after you leave it, you don't realize that it was so like, that was part of what made you you but then I look at like my education at least and like my career I didn't start out in EMS like I didn't start out as an EMT I didn't start out as a paramedic student I I originally went into college as an ag community or an ag business management major an agricultural business management major so that's kind of where I started and then I switched to ag communications because I took one econ class and I said you know that's really not for me so (laughs) and that's majority what the program was I'm like no econ not my thing so I switched to ag communications and then I started volunteering in EMS and um, on a first responder service. And then I went and got my EMT and I started kind of working casual on an um, ambulance squad. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. So then I started doing it more and I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. I want to be helping people on kind of on the front lines doing that. I mean, it, you kind of, I tell all the people that ask, they're like, oh, what are your, like, what are your tips for people that are joining EMS? I'm like, well, you kind of either like, you have to be a little crazy, like not in a bad way, but you're just like, yeah, there's something wrong with us, but we all may like manage to make it through. So it's just one of those things that we deal with. But that's part of my why, like that's part of my story. And that's why I like look interviewing people and talking with them from all different backgrounds with all different stories, because their story is unique. Some people think it just has like our plan is going to be so cut A to A to Z, like A to B even just like point A to point B one to done, instead of thinking of all like, it takes time. You may go from point A to point C back to point B over to point F. I mean, you can go all over the place, but that helps build who you are. That make like that, all of that stuff I just talked about, that makes Hunter McFall, Hunter McFall. 
that, that like if I was going to change, yeah, maybe not, it maybe wouldn't be a bad thing, but it wouldn't be who I am today. So it makes all of those stories and all of the different times that we go through that makes us who we are. It's that individual, like it makes us an individual and unique, like you mentioned earlier. And it also helps with character building because if you never really take time out to try different things and see if it works for you or if it doesn't work for you or learn the life lessons that um, present itself, you know, every day, because every day there's a lesson to be learned, whether it's a small lesson, a medium-sized lesson, or a big lesson, you really have to take time to really reflect. And I feel like if you don't go through that reflection process, then you're not really going within yourself. So I want to jump into your podcast a bit, Hunter. So since you've been doing your podcast, what is one of the most fascinating stories that has left an impact on you and how you see the rest of the world? Oh, that is a very good question. And it actually, I'm, I just launched season two yesterday. So um, today's the 12th of April and April 11th is when I launched season two of my podcast. And I launched it with an interview with Mark and John Cronin from John's Crazy Socks. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but John um, himself has, is an individual with uh, Down syndrome. And I, as we call it, different, ability, different abilities, but he really hasn't let that help like hold him back. And he went to his dad and he's like, you know, I want to start a business and I want you to be my business partner. And that this is with his dad, Mark. And pretty much they launched John's crazy socks and they launched their own sock store. And now John is the owner of the large, like the world's largest online sock store. And they have all sorts of different crazy, like crazy socks with different designs and awesome. Like I just ordered a um, EMT pair. They have an EMT pair that has ambulances and everything on it that um, they donate like 10% of the like proceeds to a local, like a local ambulance association or anything like that but then they also donate a good part of that to special olympics and before way before like back in high school before i even thought about podcasting anything like that i um, we had volunteered for our local special olympics and helped out and it was one of those things that like coming back to it and being able to interview john and mark like that was so like i got done with the interview and i stopped recording and i just i took it took a pause and i looked at them i said my heart is so full right now because like if they can, if he can go out and start his own business and he has the best outlook on life, like it's all surrounded by spreading positivity and spread, trying to spread a good message and help. I mean, they employ, I don't know how many employees they have for sure, but they're, I think a majority of them have disability, the different abilities themselves so that they all incorporate that. And that's probably one of the most fascinating things to me is that if like, if we can look at like, that's a beacon of hope that we can look at that. They're like, why can't we do something good? Why can't we go out and either start our own business? Why can't we go out and volunteer and help those maybe less fortunate than ourselves and just go out and spread that positivity and keep a positive mindset. Like that was the biggest thing is that I think like all three of us, I think it smiles on our face the entire time. And that was a, I think like a 45 minute inter- interview, but it, as it's still lasting, it still sticks with me because I recorded that I think two or three weeks ago, and I just launched it yesterday. And I'm still smiling about it. I'm still my heart is still full when I think about it, because it was so great. It was just a pure joy moment. And, and I'm truly honored to be able to help share those stories with people from I mean, all over the globe on my platform. 
That is amazing. And I'm over here just smiling. I have a warm spot for Special Olympics. I used to do that in high school myself, as well as be a part of the PALS program, which is Peer Assistant Leadership and Supervision, where I had a high school special needs um, student buddy. And then I also had one that was in elementary school. And I thought it was so cool. And there was this one guy in um, the high school setting. He would always draw me pictures and stuff. And he said, oh, you're my girlfriend. And I said, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) And he was just so creative, so full of life. And like, I learned so much by just hanging out with him for like a class period. But then just to see them have a different outlook on life and just really spread that positivity, even though, you know, they don't have like, some of the same functions as everybody else what makes them unique and amazing is that they don't focus on what they don't have they focus on what they do have and how they show up to the world and I think that's pretty cool so um, I'm interested to see these socks whenever you get them so you'll just have to like drop (laughs) me a link afterwards I'll have to see I know I have to send you a picture of them so (laughs) that's very cool and like um they have a website it's called johnscrazysocks.com I mean I guess I'm giving them some free advertising, I guess, but it's one of those things that it's like, I just went on there and you can, I think they have like over 4,000 pairs of socks. So I was on there for a while. Yeah. I was on there for a while, just like looking through and going through, I'm like, and there's some crazy socks. And like, there are people that I read the reviews and I think they have, they've got a bunch of reviews and like people are like, Oh yeah, I wear this. Like I wear this to my daily job, just like supporting John's crazy socks. And I'm like, that is an awesome idea. Like breaking the norm, just like hanging out with some crazy socks, like, I don't know, let loose, spread the positivity. So, oh my gosh, I definitely have to share that link with my um, older sister because she it's kind of like has this hippie vibe type thing, like <laughs> one of her eyebrow rings, like, and she's ex military, so maybe it's like it looks like a paper clip. And I was like, Jasmine, girl, what do you have on or what are you doing? <laughs> but it's like, it's what makes Jasmine Jasmine. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that's my sister, y'all. She's like LA type girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like hanging out, doing her thing, not a care in the world, just like good vibes only. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for sharing that story. And I'm interested to listen to that segment. So you'll definitely have to send it to me. And you know, I'm Hunter, um, one of the other things that stood out about you, because I know a while back we did a pre-chat and we were talking about you in the ambulance and we were talking about like whenever there, I think it was the story where I was telling you about my grandmother and her passing and you were telling me how there's some times where you commute like two to four hours away um, to another city another city just to go to the hospital so as you're going on those rides like what are some of the ways that you spread positivity with some of the patients in the ambulance because sometimes they're going through their own their own struggles and sometimes just having a smile or a positive word of word or some encouragement may actually help their situation yeah and I was actually just going to was going to say one of the simplest things we can do and even it can doesn't have to just be for people that are in EMS that work in the ambulance I mean just anybody whether you're walking by somebody on the street I mean just a smile can honestly make their day and it can change it and that like I think of it as like a comfort act when we walk into like so I work in like you'd mentioned I work in a rural area and we sometimes have prolonged transport times whether it means sometimes they're an hour sometimes they're two three four hours all over the state of Minnesota to different Uh, different areas where we have to bring patients to higher level of cares. And that's why we're transporting them is that the facility that we're at or the facilities nearby us 
they don't offer certain services and they need to go to a higher level of care. So when we walk into the room, I mean, if, if somebody's having their struggle, if they're having a medical emergency, I mean, it's scary. It's, I mean, it's very scary when you have all of this going on. And sometimes it, depending on what it is, it's a very fast pace setting so that it's like we, cause time is of the essence. I mean, we have certain, like we have certain golden hour rules or certain like timeframes we have to meet for medications for certain surgical options, whatever. Um, so sometimes we're moving quickly, but when we walk into the room, a lot of times we just try and bring like a calming presence because then all of a sudden you walk into the room and if you're, if you come off as nervous, you come off like you're freaking out or anything like that, that's going to freak the patient out. It might free, even freak out some of the other people around you because they're like, Oh, we have to send you with this. Like we have to send this guy with these people. Like what the heck? <laughs> so, um, well, like when I try and walk into a room, I try and go right to the patient and I'm like, Oh, Hey, like if I don't already know his name, I'm like, Hey, sir, what's your name? And then, or ma'am, whatever, like, what's your name? And then they'll give me their name. And then I said, okay, my name is Hunter. And this is, and then I'll introduce my partner or whoever. And then like, we're with such and such an ambulance. So, and then I'll say, sounds like we're taking a trip. Like one of my key things, I, it sounds very methodic, but it, it kind of is because we do this so frequently. It's one of those things that you like just get in the habit of it because it's routine. It's like muscle memory. You, it, you see a different patient and you walk in and you're like, so it sounds like we're taking a trip to this hospital today. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what seems, and then you'd get a little background, like what seems to be going on today? Like just not feeling well. And you have that conversation with them. And then at the end, I'd like to go and say something like, yep. Well, I said, well, hopefully we're going to have an uneventful ride. We're just going to take a nice little trip and we're just going to hang out. That sounds good with you. And that, it, then you, I mean, you smile and you engage with them as a, as a person, not as a patient, but as a person. Yeah. They're still your patient. And sometimes like an EMS, one of the coping mechanisms is we desensitize ourselves to like, I would call it like the gross stuff, like the bad, like you see a lot of interesting things, sometimes things that like you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy, but that's part of the job. And you kind of desensitize yourselves to that. But one of the things that I have kind of as like a rule of thumb is since I'm desensitizing myself to some of these things, like some of the more graphic things that we have to deal with and stick to the job, I sensitize myself to them as a person. So like any, a lot of the cardiac arrests that I've worked and everything like that, a lot of like what sticks with me is their face because, and I, not in a weird way, but it's just like it, that or their like name, because that makes them a person. Like, I don't want it to just seem like, oh, we just worked another cardiac arrest. It's just another patient. It's just another run number where to me, I'm like, that's somebody's family member. That's somebody's neighbor. That's somebody's coworker. That's somebody's like animal parent, whatever. That's a person. And that's kind of what I do to help sensitize myself to that and kind of make them a person and make sure I go back to my why of why I'm an EMS and that's to help people and helping that person. And at the end of the day, it's, I did everything I can for that person, whether it was good or bad outcome. I did everything I can for that person. They're a human being. And that's why I got into this was to help people. So. And thank you for sharing that. And I hope that encourages other people, whether they're EMS, whether they're a firefighter or whether they're just, you know, outside of the profession, because people need to get back to humanity and really have those human connections where you are connecting with an individual because it's genuine, you're being transparent, and you're also being authentic, but you're letting that individual know that, you know, I care for you, even though I may not necessarily know you, and I feel like in society nowadays, everyone has that whiffle method sometimes, which is what's in it for me, instead of what's in it for the both of us, how can we help each other 
Because you never know, someone may be having the crappiest day, but then they turn around to say something to uplift your, your day, even though you may not even know that they were having a crappy day or vice versa. And it's just so weird. And I'm like, what happened to just kindness, y'all? Yeah, and that's kind of where that the simple smile comes in, because then all of a sudden you give somebody a smile or even like holding the door for somebody or I mean, just simple, like the random acts of kindness, like they don't have to be above and beyond. I mean, they can be simple things that sometimes make somebody's day because you don't know what's going on in that person's life, especially like, I like to think of when you're like walking down the street at night, like you're or somebody's walking to the same building, you don't you don't even know I'm just a random stranger and you hold the door and they're like, I've had people do that before. I'll, like I've just held the door out of common courtesy. And then all of a sudden, they're like, you know, that's really that was really nice. And then I would you just engage in that conversation. And they're like, it's just been a really crappy day. And like, I it started off really bad. And then all of a sudden that and then it's, it changes their day. So it's one of those things like just remember to stick to your why and stick to the random acts of kindness. Absolutely. And as we wind down, Hunter, I want you to leave the listeners and the viewers with your call to action for this segment. What do you want them to walk away with? And what what is like a tip or trick to help them figure out their why? Yeah. So one of the things that like I know we had meant you mentioned it right at the beginning, but when I first started the podcast, I, I coined the phrase, remember to spread the positivity, hope and determination. Like those are three mantras, like the three pillars, mantra, whatever you want to call it, that I kind of try and keep true to not only on the podcast, but with myself, because at the end of the day, we can all use a little bit more positivity. And if we give people hope, that gives them the ability to also not only instill hope in themselves and other people, but then that it drives people, it gives them their why that can help refresh them instead if they're so down where they don't have any hope where they where hope is lost and they're like you know what it's just it is what it is now versus you instill that hope you and you give some positivity they're going to be determined to work through that and figure out what their why is so thank you for sharing that and that's beautiful and hunter plug your website and how can they connect with you on social media yeah so right now my website is www.lifetswi.com so you can find out uh, there's a little bit of an about page on there for me. You can see my advisory board and all their biographies. Um, I have all the episodes listed on, and it has a short little bio on every uh, buddy that I interview on there. And then there's also uh, contact information so that if you need to get a hold of me, and it has all of my web, like all the players for my uh, podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera. And it will have all the social media links. So if you um, go on Facebook, it should just be uh, Life TSWI, and that should be the same thing for Instagram, at Life TSWI, same thing for um, TikTok as well, at Life TSWI, and then um, uh, LinkedIn, there we go, that's my other one, LinkedIn, you should just be able to Google Life and the stories within it, and you should, it should pop up, you should see my face right on the cover photo, so, <laughs> but yeah. Thank you so much, Hunter. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am your founder, Miss Genesis Amaris Camp, and my special guest today was Hunter McFall. All of his contact information will be in the show notes, so make sure you read, 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 and connect with him. Go check out his podcast and listen to some interesting guests and stories that he shared, because you never know how it may, you know, spark that um, fire within you to just motivate or go out and do something empowering. So until we chat next time, make sure you subscribe and share. We're on 40 plus platforms. Also follow us over on YouTube for all things video content, which is at 
Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And for those of you interested in continuing the mission of Gems Podcast, where we are now ranked in the top 3% globally per www.listennotes.com, we are looking for brand sponsors as well as ambassadors. So you can find out more information by going to genesisamariskemp.net. And you know how I sign out. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go do something inspiring. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor So please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.